بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم والحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على نبينا محمد وعلى آله وأصحابه أجمعين أما بعد and we continue with our lessons and in the book الإرشاد إلى صحيح الاعتقاد the guide to sound creed our last lesson we looked at توحيد الربوبية Tawheed al-Rububiyya And that is concerning the first pillar of al-Islam Which is Al-Iman billah Iman Having Iman in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala So the first part Of learning about the Iman in Allah azza wa jal Is learning about his Rububiyya His Lordship Now What is the definition of Al-Tawheed what is the definition of Tawheed of Allah's Lordship? If Allah, who can give me the meaning? Tawheed al How do we define it or how do we explain it? To single out Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala with His With His? With His actions which involve that he is the creator He is the controller and disposer of all affairs That he is Gives life and death That he is the Razak He is the sustainer And that he is the And the owner The owner uh, And possessor Of all uh, creation Now how can one commit shirk in Tawheed al-Rububiyya? How can one commit shirk? How do we define shirk in Tawheed al-Rububiyya? Now Tawheed al-Rububiyya, uh, shirk is ascribing partners to Allah. So how can one ascribe partners to Allah in his Rububiyya? Okay, if we say that somebody else is the like sustainer. Like the Christians say that he serves us as the sustainer, the owner. Okay. Uh, either, in two cases, one, uh, either a person believes that there is a, another deity, another God, another creator, okay, another creator totally, basically, which uh, controls, uh, basically, in total control of certain affairs. Okay. That could be that he says that there's another creator who creates, who controls the you know affairs of some of the creation, etc., etc. Or a person believes that Allah has a partner who helps him. Okay, believe that there is someone or something who is a partner with Allah Azza wa Jal, meaning an associate who is in control of some of the affairs of the creation. Okay, that thing, for example, or that person. Uh, creates along with Allah so that person has some control and disposes the affairs of the creation okay, etc well, that person gives life by themselves that person causes death by themselves okay that would be shirk in tawheed al-rububiyya okay, shirk in tawheed al-rububiyya likewise last time we mentioned and regarding those who negate the presence of a creator, 
uh, the atheist and they claim or they try to claim that there is no creator there is no uh, almighty all wise all knowing creator who planned the creation and created everything in due proportion you know with his wisdom etc etc they try to claim that instead uh, there was properties properties of matter and attributes yeah, and these attributes of things started developing and interacting and then crea uh, causing creation to come about. And the refutation of Sheikh Fawzan is how can an attribute or a property of something be present before that thing actually, you know, exists. Okay, that does not make sense. Because we know there's uh, attributes of things and properties of things, okay, are attributes of certain affairs, certain things. And they are not separate to any to the uh, the matter or the thing that they are an attribute of. Okay, so an attribute and a property of something cannot be standalone property, a standalone uh, attribute. Okay, which comes before the thing that it actually needs to be part of. Okay, it does not make sense. That's one of their <coughs> their claims. Uh, today we move on to. Tawheed al-Uluhiyya okay, al Which is the Tawheed in regarding Allah's worship okay, Tawheed regarding Allah's early worship Now Sheikh Salah Fawzan he defines Tawheed al-Uluhiyya And he says huwa ifradullah ta'ala Tawheed al-Uluhiyya is to single out Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala with all types of actions of worship. Okay, to single out Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala with all types and all uh, actions of worship. Okay, so basically here, there's another way that the scholars uh, define this. That they say to single out Allah Azza wa Jal with the actions of the servants, or actions of the creation. Why? Because Tawheed al-Uluhiyya involves the actions of the servants of Allah. Where we need to dedicate our actions of worship only for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So we single out Allah Azza wa Jal with our actions of worship. So we do not perform any actions of worship except for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala alone except Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala alone uh, likewise uh, the shaykh mentions that al-uluhiyah has the meaning of al-ibadah al-uluhiyah has the meaning of al-ibadah and the word al-ilah al-ilah has the meaning of al-ma'bud meaning uh, the worshipped one okay the worshipped one so this is the reason why Tawheed al-Uluhiyya is likewise referred to as a tawheed al-ibadah Al-Tawheed al-ibadah Now we've explained Tawheed al-Uluhiyya Now the Sheikh moves on and explains the word al-ibadah What is al-ibadah? What is the term worship? And he says linguistically in the Arabic language You find that the word al-ibadah Okay, the term worship refers to adhul. Okay, adhul. And what that means is 
is to lower oneself. Okay, to lower oneself and to humble oneself, to submit oneself, okay, to lower yourself, to lower yourself down, okay, in regards to something. That is in the Arabic language. And it says, you call tariqun mu'abbad. Okay, now we're looking at the word ibadah. It says now, the word ibadah comes from the root word, the abadah. Okay, abadah. Ayn, ba, and the dal. Abadah. Okay, to worship. Now, tariqun mu'abbad. If we say a path, a path that is mu'abbad. Okay, so again, mu'abbad comes from the word abadah. So, tariqun mu'abbad, a path that is mu'abbad, is a path that is flat. Okay, is flat and is slow. Okay, is slow and flat. The Sheikh explains that he says, and a path that is mu'abbad is a path that is even and low. It's flat and it's walkable. Okay, and it's walkable. People are able to walk on it. So it's flat, it's low, and basically it's even. Okay? So again here, going back to the meaning of any ibadah, which means I need to lower oneself. Okay, he proved from the Arabic language when a path is mu'abbad, means the path is, and it's low, it's even, and it's walkable. Okay, so it's been lowered. Okay, been lowered. The Sheikh says, As for the meaning of al-ibadah, the meaning of worship, in religious terms, okay, in Islamic terms, he says, and the scholars have explained the word ibadah with different types of phrases and different types of definitions. But all of them, they point to the same thing. Okay, they all point to the same sort of meaning. Okay, they all indicate uh, worship and he says a group from the scholars they have said that ibadah okay, worship uh, they say that ibadah is that which Allah جل, has commanded in the religion Okay, that which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has commanded in the religion and it is not a customary practice. Okay, it's not an action which is from the customs of the people. Okay, an action which just they, they do okay, as a custom. So it is an action which Allah Azza wa Jal has commanded which is not from those actions that are uh, custom, okay, a practice as customs and it is not, uh, does not require a rational reason behind it okay it does not come according to a reasoning which has to be the next step that thing basically has a prerequisite of it being rational okay so as one of the scholars have mentioned this and he says that others from the scholars they have said that worship is kamal al-hub ma'a kamal al-khubur that worship is to have complete love and complete submission and meaning to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala have, com have complete love and complete complete submission and complete submission uh, the shaykh that says 
that Shaykh al-Islam Rahmullah Ta'ala defined worship to be ismun jami' لِكُلِّ مَا يُحِبُّهُ اللَّهُ وَيَرْضَاهُ مِنَ الْأَقْوَالِ وَالْعَمَالِ الْبَاطِنَةِ وَالظَّاهِرَةِ That worship is a comprehensive term. It's a comprehensive term. means it includes many things. It's comprehensive. It gathers many things in it. Uh, comprehensive, th- a comprehensive term which includes everything that Allah loves. And is pleased with from these from speech and actions that are inwardly and outwardly. Okay, so it's a comprehensive term which includes everything that Allah loves and He's pleased with from the actions and sayings, actions and speech. Okay, and speech and actions of one speech and actions and the actions that are inwardly. And actions that are outwardly. Outwardly. So inner actions are the actions of the heart. For example, love, okay, fear, tawakkul, etc. Inward actions. And outward actions are the actions of the limbs. Okay, for example, salah, where a person is only doing the movement of salah in Sequence the way is performed by Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam. So ibadah, yeah, the term ibadah worship is is comprehensive and includes all of those things. So this makes uh, us understand and the, the comprehensiveness of the term worship and that includes many things. And the Sheikh says that this uh, definition here is more precise and is more inclusive. Meaning the definition that Shaykh al-Islam Ibn Taymiyyah gave and for worship is more precise and it is more inclusive. And more inclusive. Because the Shaykh says, فَالدِّينُ كُلُّهُ دَاخِلٌ فِي الْعِبَادَةِ The whole religion, I mean included in the word ibadah. Okay, the whole religion okay, enters into the word ibadah. It is included in it. And it says, as for... Uh, those who defined ibadah with love with submission get okay, love along with submission uh, they did so because indeed any complete love okay, and complete submission is included okay, is included in the worship of the one of the worship of the one that is loved the one that is loved and the one that is submitted to. Yeah? The Sheikh is going to go on and, he, and explain this. And he says that a servant, <coughs> a servant, what subdues a servant? What makes a, ser- a servant basically be subjected to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? He says because of his and he complete love, his love and his and his submission that he has for the one that he loves. Yeah, for the one that he loves. So he says, so therefore, so therefore, and if I have Mahabat al Abd Lirabihi Wadulluhulahu Takunu Tawatuhu. So therefore the uh, obedience of a servant, the obedience of a servant for his Lord or to his Lord depends on his love and his submission. 
Depends on his love and submission. So the submission or the obedience of a servant to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala so likewise depends on his love for Allah Azza wa Jal and his you know how much he submits himself to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, how much he submits himself and humbles himself and lowers himself for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So therefore love and, and that submission is included in ibadah and it necessitates ibadah. He makes it and he pushes a person to worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala alone and not ascribing any partners to him. And this is, and he generally what the shaykh is and he mentioning here. <coughs> then the shaykh mentions, And so the worship that is commanded, okay, the, the worship that we are required and to do, for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala comprises of the meaning of submission and the meaning of love. And he says that And that the word ibadah include, has three pillars. Has three pillars. And these pillars of ibadah, he said, Al-Mahabba wal-Raja wal-Khawf. Al-Mahabba. So one of the pillars of worship is love. Another one is Al-Raja, hope. And the other one is Al-Khawf, fear. Fear. So these are the pillars of worship. They are included in worship. So the Sheikh says, وَلَا بُدَّ مِنْ اجْتِمَاعِهَا And all of these three pillars of worship yeah, it is a must that they are present together. Okay, that they are present in and in the actions of worship. And he says, whosoever only holds on holds on to only one of these pillars, then he has not worshipped Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala completely. Or he has not worshipped Allah has not worshipped Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. In its complete sense, okay, whoever, and he holds on to only one of these pillars. For example, one says, I only worship Allah because of my love for him. Or one says, I only worship Allah because of my hope in him alone. Okay, not for love, not for fear. And one who says, I only worship Allah because of my fear for him. Not because of my love for him, but because of my fear. That is what my worship is based upon. Fear of Allah. Or the, one, the other one says, My worship of Allah is based uh, on my love for Him. And the Sheikh says, Whoever holds on to only one of these pillars and not of the others, therefore he has not worshipped Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in his complete sense. Okay? He's not worshipped Allah. He has not worshipped Allah the way Allah should be worshipped. فَالْعِبَادَ لِلَّهِ بِالْحُبْ فَقَدْ هِيَ طَرِيقَةَ السُّوفِيَّةَ so if a person says, I worship Allah because of my love for him alone, say so then that is the way of the Sufis. Okay, the Sufis say this. They are the ones who claim this. They claim that they worship Allah only with love. Okay, no fear included, no hope included, only love. And says, whoever says, 
Now they worship Allah only for hope, and or with hope, and you hoping for His mercy, hoping for His reward. Therefore, he says that is the way of the murji'ah, the way of the murji'ah, and whosoever says that he worships Allah with fee alone, okay, that his worship is based on his fee of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, so that is the way of the al-khawarij, okay, the way of the khawarij, the way of the khawarij. So he says, so therefore, love that is void and of a state of submission is not considered to be ibadah as well. Okay, love that is void of a state of submission, it is not considered to be an ibadah. Okay, so in worship, likewise, there must be love for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, but likewise, there must be that state of submission. A person submits themselves okay, to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Because the Sheikh says, so, because whosoever and he loves something, and they do not submit or subject themselves to it, therefore they have not worshipped it. Yet they have not worshipped it and or him. For example, if a person loves his any children or his any friend, they've loved them, they love them, but they not subject themselves to them, they not submit any to them. So therefore, any that is any only love. And likewise, and the submission that is void of love is not considered to be worship as well. And the submission that is void and of love, it is not considered to be worship. For example, a person who submits himself to his, uh, to the leaders. Okay, for example, the Muslim leader, a person submits themselves to, and to their obedience. They obey them. Okay, uh, or a person submits themselves to a person who is a transgressor a person who wants to harm them get okay, to protect themselves from the evil of that person so they submit themselves and if for a reason for obedience okay or to block out or protect themselves of any the evil of such and such a person okay that as well is not considered to be ibadah okay it's not considered to be Ibadah. So for ibadah to be correct, there must be love which is any present alongside uh, submission. Submission. <coughs> the Sheikh then continues and he says, and it is compulsory for a person and to love Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. It is compulsory for a person to love Allah Azza wa Jal more than anything else more than anything else one yakun allah indahu a'zam min kulli shay and that allah and before that person in his eyes that person and he holds allah to be greater than everything else okay that person and he sees that allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is greater than anything any else so there must be that love for allah azza wa jal which must be any greater than the love for anything. And likewise, that person must and he believe and and he acknowledge that Allah is greater 
than everything else and either are present. <coughs> the Sheikh continues and regarding the term ibadah. And he says that ibadah here al ghaya al mahbuba lillah wal lah. That ibadah and he worship is the objective that is loved and about Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and pleases him and is loved by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and pleases him and is the reason why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has created the creation and for his worship and he alone to Allah and he loves for his servants to worship him and he is pleased and he with and he their worship and he, of course the worship has to be in accordance to his guidance because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says وَمَا خَلَقْتُ الْجِنَّ وَالْإِنسَ إِلَّا لِيَعْبُدُونَ I do not create the jinn and mankind except to worship me alone I do not create the jinn and mankind except I need to worship me alone so this is the objective, this is the purpose of our creation to worship Allah Azza wa Jal and He alone and not to ascribe any partners to Him. And likewise, and it is the reason why Allah Azza wa Jal sent the prophets and the messengers and the meaning to so that people will worship Allah Azza wa Jal alone. To call them to worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and to leave off the false deities. As Allah Azza wa Jal says, وَلَقَدْ بَعَثْنَا فِي كُلِّ أُمَّةِ الرَّسُولًا اللَّهَ وَاجْتَنِبُ And we have sent, and indeed we have sent, a messenger to every nation proclaiming and calling to worship Allah alone and stay away from the false deities. Okay, the false and the deities. Then the Sheikh moves on and mentions and the different types of actions of worship. And he says that worship is of many different types. And there are many different types of worship. This is important and that we understand it because a lot of the people of the Muslims or those who ascribe themselves to Al-Islam, they only think that worship is, for example, only salah, and prayer, fasting, Ramadan, hajj, and etc. Okay, there's a lot of things that they do not consider to be worship, and they fall into the grave sin of basically dedicating those actions and to other than Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So the Sheikh says, and worship is of different types. For example, prayer, and the zakah. Uh, suyam, fasting, hajj, speaking, and truthfully, uh, carrying out the, the trust, being good to the parents, keeping good family ties, uh, keeping to your and covenant in agreement, abiding by the, the agreement and the covenant, encouraging the good and forbidding the evil, and likewise striving. In the path of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And likewise the Sheikh says, doing good to the creation of Allah and the animals. Doing good to the uh, orphans, to the poor, to the wayfarer and the traveler. And those 
Likewise are the slaves and servants from mankind and the animals. And likewise dua and the dhikr, recitation of the Quran. Says, all of these are ibadah. And other than them, all of these are considered to be ibadah. And when a person does them, and for the pleasure of Allah Azza wa Jal, they are ibadah. Likewise, loving Allah is ibadah. And love of the messenger. Because we are obeying Allah Azza wa Jal. We love the messenger because Allah has told us to love the messenger of Allah. Also, fear of Allah Azza wa Jal. And turning unto Allah and in repentance all that is ibadah the shaykh says all of that is ibadah and likewise I need to offer a sacrificial slaughter that is ibadah taking an oath or vow that is ibadah and he's seeking refuge and likewise seeking help and aid in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala all that are actions of worship and they all are and the actions of worship. So a Muslim must know <coughs> that and these likewise are actions of worship and it is not permissible for a person to dedicate a portion of it or the whole of it and to other than Allah and subhanahu wa ta'ala. So therefore the Sheikh says that it is compulsory that a person dedicates and performs all of the actions of worship for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala alone and that they do not ascribe any partners and it to him. فَمَنْ صَرَفَ مِنْهَا شَيْئًا لِغَيْلِ اللَّهِ And whosoever gives a portion of his worship to other than Allah, for example, those who supplicate to other than Allah, are those who, who offer a sacrificial slaughter for other than Allah and etc. Are those who seek any that aid in other than Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and the aid that they need to seek only from Allah, whom Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala alone has the ability to do alone and no one else. Whosoever any does this for somebody who's passed away. <coughs> For somebody who's passed away, or somebody who is absent, who is alive but he's not present, and in that place where that person is, this is all any shirk. It is shirk. He has ascribed any partner to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and that is major shirk. And that is major shirk. And major shirk, Allah Azza wa Jal does not forgive except with tawbah, except with repentance. So a person, if a person has fallen into major shirk, then they need to repent sincerely to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. They need to have that sincere and repentance. Sawa'an sarafa hadhan naw min al-ibadah li sadam aw li shajar aw li hajar aw li nabi min al-anbiya. <coughs> he says 
whether he has, and if they say shirk, whether that person has dedicated an action of worship and he to uh, an idol or a tree or a stone or a prophet from the prophets or one of the aniwali of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala who is alive or who's, and who's passed away, all that is shirk. It doesn't matter who a person performs it to. It is considered to be shirk. As some people believe that it is okay to do some of these actions to the Prophet ﷺ, but not others. When you do it for the Prophet ﷺ, it is not considered to be shirk. And when you do it for somebody else, then it is considered to be shirk. This is a lot of the ways of the Sufis. And they think that way. It is okay. I need to call upon the Prophet ﷺ and supplicate to him and make dua to him. For them, it is allowed. They think it is allowed because they believe that the Prophet can answer their dua and help them. But for another person, they believe it is not allowed. Okay, unless it is from their righteous people that they've chosen. I need to be righteous and they've chosen that they have the ability to do so, etc. etc. And all of that is shirk. All of that, and it is shirk. As the Sheikh says, as we see, and many of the people, and they do this, and on the graves and the domes of the graves, and they <coughs> do these actions, and of worship, these actions, and of worship. Indeed, Allah is not pleased for. And his shirk to be committed with him. For an action of worship to be performed. And for other than him. Not for a angel that is close to Allah. Nor for a prophet. And nor for a wali or other than them. So Allah is not pleased. For an action of worship to be performed. For one of his prophets and messengers. Or one of his noble angels. And one of, or one of his aniwali, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he is not pleased any of that. And Allah has not legislated that. Allah has not commanded that. But rather he has prohibited it. Inna Allah la yaghfiru an yushraka Allah says in the Quran, indeed Allah does not forgive for partners to be ascribed to him. And in worship. Fala tad'u ma'allahi ahada. Allah says, do not call upon, do not supplicate any to other than Allah. Do not supplicate to anyone or anything other than Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And Allah says, and do not ascribe any, any partners to him. Do not ascribe any partners to him any in worship. The Sheikh says, and it is indeed sad to see, and today, in a lot of the countries where people have taken the graves as idols, they have taken the graves as idols and they worship them besides Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And this occurs, and from those as well, who ascribe themselves to Al-Islam. You'll find, and even those, some of those who ascribe themselves to Al-Islam, 
they take graves as places of worship. They worship only the graves. So you find that some of them, wherever they are, and they supplicate to other than Allah yeah, Even if it's not at a grave, even if it is not at a grave. For example, <coughs> and you find those who would say, Ya Rasulullah, and they're calling upon the Prophet Sallallahu O Messenger of Allah, okay, when they stand, when they are surprised by something, okay, they say, Ya Rasulullah, and they're calling upon the Prophet Sallallahu and he believing that he can aid them and he can help them or protect them. So all that is and his shirk. All that is and his shirk. Or for example, they say, Give us aid, O Messenger of Allah, or give us aid, O so and so righteous person, give us aid, help us. And if they are prohibited from doing that. If somebody says, comes and says, do not do that, that is not allowed, that is haram. What do they say? They say, we know that they do not control anything. We know that they do not have any power to control anything in the creation or anything like that regarding our affairs. But they are righteous people. These are their claims, that they are righteous people. And they are dear to Allah. They have status before Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And we are only and merely seeking and through their status. Through them we are seeking Allah's aid. Through them we are seeking Allah's aid. And we are seeking their intercession. We are seeking and their intercession. The Sheikh says, and those people have forgotten. They have forgotten what they read in the Quran. They have forgotten what they, eat, they read in the Quran because it is mentioned clearly in the Quran that these claims and these actions are from the actions of the mushrikeen in the time of the Prophet They are exactly the same. They forget what they read in the Quran. It is before them clearly that this is exactly what the mushrikeen in the time of the Prophet said is what they claimed and it is what their beliefs and that was prohibited as Allah mentions in the Quran they say Allah says and they worship besides Allah that which does not bring them any harm not benefit them and they say these are our intercessors before Allah these are our intercessors and it before Allah. قُلْ أَتُنَبِّئُونَ اللَّهَ بِمَا لَا يَعْلَمُ فِي السَّمَاوَاتِ وَلَا فِي الْأَرْضِ سُبْحَانَهُ وَتَعَالَى عَمَّا يُشْرِكُونَ Say to them, are you, are you informing Allah of something which He knows not in the heavens and the earth? سُبْحَانَهُ سُبْحَانَهُ وَتَعَالَى عَمَّا يُشْرِكُونَ Free is Allah. And from that which they ascribe and to him, and the partners and they ascribe and to him. And also Allah subhanahu wa says, Surely the sincere religion is for Allah. Likewise, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, 
والذين اتخذوا من دونه أولياء ما نعبدهم إلا ليقربونا إلى الله زلفا Allah Azzawajal says those who take besides him and besides Allah and the helpers and protectors they say we do not worship them except that they bring us closer to Allah that is their aim and if you worship them to bring them closer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala إِنَّ اللَّهَ يَحْكُمُ بَيْنَهُمْ فِيمَا هُمْ فِيهِ يَخْتَلِفُونَ Indeed Allah will judge between them regarding that which they differed إِنَّ اللَّهَ لَا يَحْدِي مَنْ هُوَ كَاذِبٌ كَفَّارٌ Indeed Allah does not guide and whosoever is a liar and a disbeliever Now in this verse Allah has mentioned that whoever who have said this in the time of the Prophet and it is claims that they only worshipping their idols to bring them closer to Allah Azza wa Jalla, that is their, their intention. Allah declared them in this verse to be kathimun kafar, liars and disbelievers. And liars and disbelievers. So the people, and he read this in the Quran, either they do not understand it, or the shaykh mentions, they forget what they read. They forget and what they read. So the Sheikh says, so it is compulsory upon any the scholars of Al-Islam any to prohibit this grave shirk and it is shirk, major shirk and that they clarify it to the people and likewise he says for the leaders of the Muslimon it is compulsory upon them and to remove idols and he places or items or things that people worship. It is compulsory upon them to. And he remove that. And remove them from the masajid. And he likewise. And many of the scholars. And he have. Uh, and he previously. And he prohibited these types of and the actions. And of shirk. They prohibited and they warned. And he against it. For example. Shaykh al-Islam ibn Taymiyyah, ibn al-Qayyim, Shaykh Muhammad ibn Abdul Wahhab, Shaykh Muhammad ibn Ismail al-Sun'ani, Shaykh Muhammad ibn Ali al-Shawkani, and all other than them, and from the scholars of the past and the scholars who are present with us. And the Shaykh says, and their writings, and their books, and they are with us in our hands yeah, and we see this and from them even from the past even from the past so we see and the scholars uh, the shirk and he mentions here and the importance of and he warning against and he shirk and clarify to the people and what is correct and and what is and incorrect and the shirk goes on and mentions and some of the kalam of shirk uh, Imam al-Shawkani and just put al-Khulasa and he, regarding that which the, the Sheikh has mentioned in his book and the Sheikh is mentioning in this time Sheikh Imam al-Shawkani is mentioning and comparing and the, the Mushrikeen in his time and those who ascribe themselves to al-Islam and they are doing actions of shirk comparing them to exactly what the Mushrikeen in the time of the Prophet did and exactly Ali the same. And that is in the time of Al-Imam al-Shawkani. 
And if they call upon the graves, they go to the graves, touch the graves, they supplicate to the graves, ask of their, uh, their needs. Yeah, these are with the things that were going on. And he wrote that in his book. And he wrote uh, a piece of advice to that. Sheikh Swan al-Fawzan mentions that in the time of Imam Shokani, and then you find that after him, things got even worse. And he things got even worse. And he was warning against it. He was warning against it and warning against it. And, and it, it got worse. It got worse. So therefore, and we will, we, uh, and he advised, and the people, and the brothers and sisters, and to learn, and regarding this affair of shirk, and in worship and tawheed, because it puts you upon clarity, and regarding the affairs of your religion, protects you from falling into any shirk, and aid you, and in your learning, it aids you too, and you give da'wah to others to clarify that to them, to clarify. And in the true position of Al-Islam, the true understanding of the Qur'an and the Sunnah, those evidences are there. And the Qur'an and the Sunnah prohibiting shirk. Prohibiting and he shirk clearly. People are, are you reading the whole Qur'an all Ramadan? Either they don't understand what they're reading, or the Sheikh says, they read and they forget. And they read and, and they forget. And also they have a different meaning of what Tawheed is, what Shirk is. And sometimes they allow it in certain situations and they disallow it in other situations. All based on their desires. All based on their desires and based upon their Ghulu in the righteous. And exceeding the bounds, going overboard in their belief regarding the righteous and the prophets and the messengers and the awliya of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. They ascribe to them any more than what Allah has given them. They ascribe to them the ability to, for example, to reply to dua, to aid them, to help them, for them to be intercessors for them, for them to come to their aid. And in all of the affairs, so, and here we see and the state of some of the Muslimin and the state of some of those who ascribe and themselves and to Al-Islam. And is there a greater calamity, as the Sheikh mentions here, is there a greater calamity in the religion than shirk, than major shirk? <coughs> is there something worse and than major shirk? Indeed, it is not. That is the greatest calamity that can befall the Ummah. That has befallen the Ummah. It's shirk. Al-shirk al-akbar. And the major shirk. That is the greatest calamity. The greatest calamity to befall the Muslims is shirk. Where Muslims and all those who ascribe themselves to Al-Islam have gone back to the practices of the Mushrikeen in the time of the Prophet and indeed, and if the state is, and he sat. But what a person should do, and a Muslim, a person should protect themselves by learning, and he teaching their family, their children, and likewise, and he teaching others, and he who you come across, and regarding the affairs, and especially the affairs of Tawheed, and the affairs of Shirk, so that they know what Tawheed is, 
and know what shirk is so that they protect themselves and from uh, shirk in all of its forms in all of its forms similarly as actions of worship have many types shirk has many types as well shirk has many and the different types in different forms so we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to increase us in beneficial knowledge and we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to increase us in righteous actions.